something, though. It's definitely something. Does anyone else smell that? It's gasoline. I spilled it on myself on the bus. Why are you writing? I don't know! I feel like maybe I upset a witch or something. I feel like there's a parasite in my brain just eating away at my... my... my me. Can that happen? You're asking me like I'd know. Right. If you're pre-born, you're fine. If you're preschool, you're fucked. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. Our enemies are innovative and resourceful, and so are we. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. There is a separate there is a separation of church and state. There is not a separation of faith and politics. <laughs> oh wait, you're serious. Let me laugh even harder. <laughs> God created a perfect world. He created everything in six days, just a few thousand years ago. Serious? Hello, everybody. Uh, this is episode 311. Uh, quick uh, behind-the-scenes backstory as to why this episode came out so late and why Frank isn't doing the show with me today. Um, on Wednesday, when I was recording outside the cinema with Bill, I got a text from my wife um, to call her when I was done with the show, and she doesn't unless it's an emergency really ever send me messages unless uh, I send one to her first um, our dog Boo uh, who was named after the character in Monsters Inc uh, got sick um, the night before and we were going to take her to the vet on Thursday see if she got any better on Wednesday and um, take her to the vet on Thursday and um, while I was doing the show with Bill uh, Boo was laying panting in the kitchen and um, she died so uh, she was 13 years old she was a very protective but very nice friendly dog when Ellen was pregnant she, if she could she never left her side and once the girls were born uh, Boo Actually, when when the girls would start to fuss or cry, Boo would bark and uh, come to the gate and let us know that that we have a gate separating the rooms, Um, which we never took down, actually, once the girls were old enough. But anyway, um, Boo would let us know that something was wrong, and she was always there, and I just couldn't, I didn't, I just went to bed. Well, we buried her. And uh, we went to bed. I was going to have Ellen do a Guardians of the Galaxy review with me um, because we still went to see that. We actually needed something to do as a family. Um, it's the first big loss that the girls have had that they can remember. A couple cats that we had uh, over the years uh, got old and had passed away. But they don't. They, they remember them, but they don't remember, remember them. Um, so we needed something. So, um, yeah, enough with that. So I, I, I just didn't feel like having anybody over the house because um, the house just feels weird. we got to get used to how it is now. 
Um, and we have another dog, Asuka, and she's very old. Uh, still in decent shape, but she's been walking around looking for her, uh, we call her her sister, um, looking for her sister um, since Wednesday. And I think today and yesterday she finally accepted that she's just not around anymore. Um, Asuka laid with her until we wrapped her up and took her out. So anyway, uh, total downer. Um, that's, that's why the show's late. Um, so what I did was I sat down with, uh, with my daughters and we talked about the movie. It's like six and 10 minutes, uh, each of them. Um, so it's going to be a relatively short show, I think, uh, maybe half hour, 40 minutes tops. Um, so, um, I'll just, I'll, I'll review guardians of the galaxy. Now I, uh, from the beginning, um, when they first announced it and I refreshed my memory on who they were, who the guardians were, and they've been very, uh, it's been a flexible cast, kind of like the Avengers people have come in and out. And, um, you know, it's the, the, the version that was on Avengers, uh, earth's mightiest heroes is different than the version that was in, uh, ultimate Spider-Man, um, so who they were going to use, um, you know, was up in the air, was, uh, Warlock going to be there, Adam Warlock, I think his name is, I'm just not in the right frame of mind, so, um, or, or were they going to use other characters, Gamora, you know, we, we all know at this point who was in the movie, um, Rocket and Groot, um, like we all figured, uh, are the fan favorites, uh, but what surprised me the most was how uh, likable um, Drax actually was in the film. Uh, Dave Bautista did a, a great job of someone that doesn't understand what metaphor is. <laughs> um, and he kind of reminds me a lot um, if uh, Ron Swanson on Parks and Rec was um, basically an intergalactic badass. Um, they have the same kind of just just speak the truth kind of thing going for him so uh for anybody that hasn't seen the film uh or doesn't care uh but wants to know what it's about this the reviews that my girls give are going to be very spoilery because they don't know what spoilers are they just talked about what was awesome um the basic storyline is um chris pratt's character uh peter quill uh or as he wants to be called star lord um, travels to a planet, an abandoned planet, and um, finds an orb uh, that he's supposed to get for Yondu, who's going to sell it to someone, but Quill figures he can sell it and make the money himself. Yondu puts a bounty on his head. That's how Rocket and Groot come across him. Uh, Gamora is dispatched. Well, Nebula is supposed to be dispatched by Ronan, the accuser, who's uh, suit up um, scene I thought was actually very interesting and uh, throws a little bit of um, fanaticism into the mix because it's a very um, somber almost religious ceremony um, that, that, that he goes through to get his armor on and his face paint and everything else um, Lee Pace did an amazing job I totally could not see him in any as as any other character that he's played um when he plays Ronan um standing there with a the giant hammer 
um, was was really something that I never thought I would see. And I, and I know I keep saying that. We both, Frank and I both keep saying that about these Marvel movies. Is I never thought we'd see this. Never thought we'd see that. Um, and yet we we keep seeing it, and it's still great. Um, you get you get a full on shot of Thanos um, with uh, Josh Brolin's uh, motion capture and face worked into into Thanos's, um, and it and it kind of works with the Avengers version um, because it's an over the shoulder, so it kind of obscures most of the face. I mean, he's mostly chin and glowing eyes at that point, but his giant gold armor is there, and he's all sitting up there like a douchebag wanting to control everything and it was just such a such a comic book panel moment um when thanos just smiles and the camera pulls back a little bit and he's got his rocket powered rock armrests and they really like like amazing spider-man 2 managed to capture and amazing spider-man managed to capture the the poses that the uh that the the various illustrators would draw in spider-man they really hit a lot of um they really hit a lot of poses iconic kind of that's how that feels when i see that on the page kind of thing with purple backgrounds and everything but anyway so nebula wants to go after um quill to get the orb but Gamora steps up and says that she wants to do it. She has her ulterior motives. They all meet up on uh, Xandar. Um, the the buyer that that Quill has lined up doesn't want it once he knows that Ronan's involved because Ronan scares the living shit out of everybody in the galaxy. Um, so Gamora is outside of the shop and a huge fight. And Zoe Saldana is an amazing uh movie martial artist shall we say or probably re- for real too um chris pratt actually kind of holds his own as much as his character needs to and um the introduction of groot i thought was one of the most adorable things um just just when when you when when they finally reveal them you hear bradley cooper's voice first but when they finally reveal them it's their characters pretty much to a t um, as far as I know them. Um, so then the Nova Corps come in and uh, arrest them all and send them into the kiln, which is a deep space prison. Uh, Rocket says he can break out. And then from there, it's a giant chase between Yondu, Ronan, Thanos' uh, daughter, and uh, the Nova Corps all kind of going at and, and helping and, and being against the... Uh, guardians of the galaxy as they're sarcastically called at one point um it was it was a lot of fun and uh i need to see it again by myself i think because i was more concerned with um reading some of the odd planet names to to my girls as we were going um making sure that they didn't have any questions and that they were all set um but there's just there's just amazingly funny things um ripley thought that um drax being called princess was the funniest thing she'd ever heard in her life um as the whole audience found out when she wouldn't stop laughing um, and drax's response was was just set her off even more um little things with groot near the end of the film all of it was just 
It, it was. I was concerned that it would be a little too mature um, for children. And there's some swears. There's you know talk of sticks up people's butts and uh, dick dick messages. Um, but that kind of stuff I think flies over a six year old's head. They went to see Groot and Rocket, and um, Rocket does a, a really good job um, getting you to like him, even though he's kind of an asshole. Um, and it all works out well. And I, honestly, I'm looking more forward to the second one than I was to the first one because uh, we don't need any explanation on who they are. We know who they are, and they can just go, and um, they can have a, an absolutely crazy adventure. Um, there was just enough character development for each character. There's a little bit of closure for some of them. Um, and, and, uh, there's mystery involved too, that just kind of l- can lead into the next thing. There's some, actually some unanswered questions, uh, not Lindelof unanswered questions, like things that actually will get answered, uh, at some point. And you would have to imagine with, um... With with the orb being one of the infinity gems, and the tesseract being another, and the aether or ether from Thor: The Dark World being another, um, all of these are going to come together because the tesseract brought all of the heroes together. The ether, um, I'm sure, is going to factor in again at another point, and now Quill. I don't even remember what happened. <laughs> what he did with that stone um as far as i uh, so I we'll just say he has it um because <laughs> i think he does he's gonna have to they're gonna have to get in touch with the avengers something's gonna have to happen because two avengers have two of the infinity gems and it's just gonna keep working that way i think to bring everything all together um be interesting if ultron had the soul gem and that's what actually gave him sentience but anyway um the after credit scene um had some people scratching their heads which i really appreciated uh my girls loved it um and uh i recommend it absolutely i would say that um you cannot compare it to the other marvel movie this year captain america because it's it's so totally different of a film. Um, it it is more like the Avengers, um, and less like the political thriller that Captain America was. But that's the great thing. Just because comic book movie is a genre, it doesn't mean that there aren't different genres within comic book movies. Because you can have a, a a detective Batman movie, you can have uh, a drama Superman, you can have an action adventure sci fi movie with Guardians of the Galaxy, you can have a straight up action movie with with the Avengers or Iron Man or a tech thriller. Uh, I could keep going. I'm just talking to myself because nobody's in the room. So I guess um we'll take a break and um. I will come back and I will play you the reviews my girls did. They um they were both wow, going through puberty. They were both very nervous being in front of the microphone 
being recorded, so stuff that they actually remember, like Ronan's name and stuff, they they forgot under the pressure, um, which I think is kind of cute. Nova thought that it would be a good idea to put her hand to the side of her mouth and whisper to me. And when she whispers to me, I can't hear anything because I have headphones on, I, so I tell her to just talk into the microphone. So, um, Reverend Scott, if you are listening, I'm going to hold your segment until next week because it's just me and uh, there's nobody to... Uh, Nobody else to bounce it off of except me, so I think we'll wait and uh, do that with Frank. So uh, we'll be back. I look around. You know what I see? Losers. I mean, like... Folks who have lost stuff. Their homes, their families. And we're facing a threat that could destroy us all. If we're going to save the galaxy, we're going to have to do it together. Partners. Why would you want to save the galaxy? Because I'm one of the idiots who lives in it. What the hell? I don't got that long a lifespan anyway. Why would you risk your life for this? Because right now, life's giving us a chance to do what? Something good, something bad, a bit of both. We will fight beside you. Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm with them. I have a plan. You've got a plan. I have part of a plan. What percentage of a plan? I don't know. 12%. 12%? That's a fake laugh. It's real. Totally fake. That is the most real authentic, hysterical laugh of my entire life because that is not a plan. I am Groot. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Thank you. Groot's the only one of you who has a clue. (laughs) Dad, how do you get yours? Oh, you gotta push it on the top. Hold it still. All right, so we are here with episode 311, and I have a guest reviewer. Who are you? Ripley. And what movie did we see? Mm, Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. Can you tell me what happened in the movie? Hmm. Well. What did they do? Well, they had to destroy... What's his name again? <laughs> Let's start at the beginning. Ah. Oh, tell me his name. Ronan. Okay, Ronan. Ronan yeah. Ronan. So in the beginning, who's the little boy in the beginning? Star-Lord. You got to talk right into the microphone. Star-Lord. Right. What's his real name? 
Mm, Peter Quill. Yeah. And what happens in the very beginning with his mom? She dies. Yeah, and he was very sad, huh? And and he ran away and the spaceship came. Yeah, who was in the spaceship? I have no idea. It was the it was the blue guy with the metal mohawk. Do you remember him? No. The one that was chasing him the whole movie. Yondu? Yondu. Right, Yondu and, and the Ravagers. He why worked did, for them. Why did he get him? What do you mean? Did he know that he, did he know that he was even there? Well, yeah. Well, why did he get him? Did he know that he was Starboard? When he was a little boy, why did he get him? Yeah. Well, you find out near the end of the movie that uh, Peter's dad wanted him. But they never took him to him, so that's probably something for the next movie. Yeah, and Dad. Yeah. Can you tell me what you said you know? What are you talking about? Like, what did they do? No, don't don't yell, because people are going to have headphones on to listen to this, and you don't want to annoy them. Okay. Okay, don't pull on this, because it'll pop your headphones off. Why? Don't yell. Don't yell. Keep it all nice and even. Okay? Okay. So, after we meet Star-Lord and Korath the Pursuer mm-hmm. and his minions, the Sakaran, then we meet Ronan. Yeah. What What was the first thing you remember about Ronan when he came up out of that pit? He was all blue. Yeah. Then they fixed him, and then he became Ronan the Destroyer. No, no, no. That's Drax the Destroyer. Ronan, uh, Ronan the Accuser. Ronan the Accuser. And what was his weapon? Uh, what did he carry with him? Uh, um, did you not remember? I don't. When we meet him in the very beginning... He smashed some guy's head with it, one of the Nova Corps. Thor's hammer! <laughs> it wasn't Thor's hammer, but it was a giant hammer, yes. Yeah. Well, why did he carry a giant hammer? Well, that's, that's, his, that's the weapon he chose. I would choose a big sword to chew on your blood. Yeah, great. Um, I wouldn't really so, do that. So then we meet Nebula, and who else? Who was the other girl? Gamora. Right. And Gamora wants to go after the Infinity Stone. Yeah. Right? What? Did, did you like Gamora? Yeah. And she'd been next to her enemy all this time. Who was her enemy? Um, Ronin. Ronin. Ronin and Thanos' daughter. Who was that? Yeah. Um... She was blue and blue and had a robot arm. I don't know if they said her name that much. Nebula. Nebula. Yeah. And I pretty like the Nova girl. Nova Prime? Yeah. Yeah. So, who are your favorite characters? Uh, Rocket. Yeah. And Groot. Yeah. Was Rocket a good character? Did yeah. you like them? And Starlord and Gamora and Nova Corps. That's all of the police. That's like the organization. 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how well, they call the Nova core person, like Nova, the girl that was named Nova with the blonde hair. Yeah, Nova Prime. Nova Prime. Yeah. And they also like. Did you like the collector, the guy with the crazy white hair? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he and he had Howard the Duck. Oh, I guess this is gonna be all spoilers. You knew it was Howard the Duck, didn't you? No. I what? thought that was I thought I thought that it was just Well I didn't know what, what it was. I thought you did know. You told me you knew. No I didn't. Oh. Maybe did Nova know who it was? No. Oh, well that's a big secret. Are you sure you want to be telling people big secrets about the movie? It's not true. <laughs> yeah, good, good cover. It's not true. So, what? How would you would you recommend that everybody watches this? Maybe. 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 Why? Do you would you recommend that people go see Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes. And out of two thumbs, Aww. how many thumbs up do you give it? A million. A million out of two. All yeah. right. Great. Okay. Thank you. Okay, but is it over? Yeah, this will be over now. I'm going to talk to your sister. Okay. And what was your favorite part of the movie? Give me that. Uh, when the little stick danced. The little stick? Yeah. The little stick has a name. Groot. Yeah. I call it... The Little Ripley. Yeah, okay. Say bye to everybody. Bye. Okay. All right, so we are back with... Who are you? Nova. Yeah. So what we're doing, what I did with your sister, is we're talking about the movie we saw today. We're reviewing it. Okay. All right. So what movie did you see today? Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Can you tell me what what it was about? What was the main thing everybody was trying to do? What's main? It means what was the one thing that everybody was trying to do? Save the galaxy. From who? What do you mean you don't know? You watched it. Nova, if you put your hand up next to your mouth, the microphone will still hear you. Okay, describe them. Just talk. The Guardians? They were saving the galaxy from themselves? No. What, did you forget the whole movie? No, I don't know what you're saying. Oh, okay. So, let me rephrase it. Okay. All right. What were the good guys trying to stop the bad guys from doing? Destroying the galaxy. With what? What was the one thing they were chasing around the whole movie? The object (sighs) that he stole in the beginning. Do you remember? No. The ball? Did you sleep through the whole movie? No. Okay. I just forget. Really? Wait. Oh, that's your back. So, yeah, no, those are my jelly beans. Don't worry about it. Okay. So, what did Star-Lord have that everybody wanted? A table ball? Oh, yeah. Oh, you really didn't watch this movie, did you? I 
You sat next to me the whole time. I know you were there. I know. Okay. So when they opened up the sphere, what was inside of it when they went to the collectors? A little crystal. Right. That was hot, hot pink, I think. It was purple. It was purple. Don't yell. The girl, that, the girl that reached for it was hot pink in color. The collector's assistant. Who wanted that gem? The bad guys. Yeah, who are the bad guys? Do you remember their names? Bad guys. That's not their names. <laughs> That's the guy's name in the, in the Muppet, the second Muppet movie. His name is Bad Guy. But not in this movie. Can you describe any of them? One, one had a blue face. Uh-huh. What else did he have that made him, like, easily recognizable? Having a black suit. Oh, yeah, he had a black suit and a blue face, so that's Ronan the Accuser. Ronan! I, right? I, so who else? Who else was there? Who else were the really bad, bad guys? Who fought Gamora? A blue girl face. I don't know. A blue girl face? What is a girl face? (laughs) I don't know. Okay, that was Nebula. That's Thanos' daughter. Nebula. 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 And um, what about the guy in the floating chair with the gold armor? I do not know his name. Mm, Was he in charge of everybody? Yes. Yeah. His name is Thanos. Thanos. Now you remember, right? Now that I told you. Uh, I forget the first one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just joking. So, I remember. So, um, who did Ronan attack at the end of the movie? He brought his ship to a planet? The Nova Corps. Core. The Nova Corps. Yeah. He attacked, um, he attacked their planet. Yep. And what ha- what did the Nova Corps do? Like, so we had we had Yondu and the Ravagers flying around in their ships. Dad. What? Yes, you can say who. The- Just talk into the microphone. You can say who they are. I'll say who the Guardians of the Galaxy are. All right, do you want to describe them a little bit too? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, here's Star Lord. Uh huh. He was after the sphere. Um, I don't know what it's called again. It's, it has an infinity stone in it, or an infinity gem. So, here's Star-Lord. Right. He's a guy. What planet is he from? Earth? Yes. So, who's next? Who is the next one that we meet in the movie? Rocket Raccoon. No. Not Rocket Raccoon. Nope, not next. Gamora. Yeah. Here's Gamora. Yep. She's green. Yes. And what is she and really... she's a girl. What is she really good at? Fighting. Yeah. So then we go to Xandar. Xan- and we meet... And we meet... Rah. Rocket Raccoon is a raccoon. Not actually a raccoon, remember? Star-Lord called him a raccoon, and he said, what's a raccoon? 
He's from space. He just looks like a raccoon. Um, he's actually not a raccoon. He's from space. And what is Groot doing when we meet him? He was... He was... Groot is a tree, and when we meet, met him, he was drinking from a water fountain. Yeah. And then, um... Space Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> you can just call him Rocket. Okay. And then Ra- Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Said, stop drinking from the water fountain. I saw you. <laughs> yeah. I really don't. I can't hear you. Talk into the microphone. I really don't know what he said. Okay. Groot didn't say anything after that. Yeah. And, so then. And, oh, and Groot says, I'm Groot. So then everybody fights. Because they all want the ball. And then at the end... what? Ha- wait. What happens when they all fight? Groot. Groot made a big ball. No, no, that's the end of the movie. After we meet Groot and Gamora shows up and Star-Lord tried to sell the ball and they have the huge fight on Xandar, who shows up and stops the fight? Trap. No. In the ships. Yep. And then the Nova Corps. Don't yell. And then the Nova Corps. Stop! They arrested them all, right? They arrested! And then they sent them to space prison. Space prison! (laughs) And who did we meet in the prison? Drax! Right. And why is Drax mad at Thanos and Ronan? Because Thanos and Ronan killed Drax's family. Yeah. He has a good reason to go after them, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Good reason. Did you like Drax? Yeah. But my favorite part was Groot. Yeah. I'm Groot. <laughs> so? Okay, so. The guy that's speaking with me is Dad. Yeah, my okay. Dad. Uh, yeah. And I'm Nova. So, uh, what was your favorite part of the whole movie? Groot's drinking from the water. Really? It wasn't other parts? I thought there were other parts. And at the end... Yeah? Well, Groot blew up. And then... He didn't blow up. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Well, he grew a ball of protecting them. And when it hit the ground, he just shattered. He just he shattered. Broke. Yeah, he broke. He broke, and then um, Mark and Raccoon cried because they were best friends. He really did, yeah. And then, at the end, Drex was cleaning his sword for the next battle. Yeah. And then, Groot has a stick. He danced. That was my favorite part, too. Yeah, I thought so. So, uh, out, of, out of two thumbs up or two thumbs down, how would you, how, how many thumbs would you give this movie? 1,000. 1,000. And do you recommend that everybody goes and sees it? Yeah. Was it a lot of fun? Yeah. Okay. Good job. Give me five. Yeah. All right. Oh, and I got one more thing. Oh, yeah, one more thing. Groot is my favorite 
I, oh, and I'm Groot. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll be right back. Say bye. Bye. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, That's the short show for this week. Um, The outro stuff that I'm using is from Cracked. It is about what alternate universe would you prefer to live in if you had to pick one to live in forever. Kind of funny. Eh, Not sure it carries all the way through to the end, but it is what it is. And I hate that phrase. (laughs) So I don't know why I used it. Um, The GoFundMe is still going. Uh, Quick update on that. I'm still waiting to hear back from them. uh, Three emails. Uh, because I like to do everything through email, so I have an actual record of what's going on. Three emails later, I finally got in touch with somebody who said that the drive was worked on by one engineer. They could not get the platters to spin, so it's been handed off to another engineer. And I was supposed to get an update on Thursday, and it's now Sunday, and that hasn't happened. So what I'm going to do with the GoFundMe is once I get it back... Uh, I'm going to contact everyone that has donated and thank them, ask them what they want to do uh, with the amount they donated because I have a bunch of illustrations I need to get working on. Um, last I saw it was at 1150 and I'm going to plug it one more time because uh, why the hell not in for a penny and for a pound, right? It's um, gofundme.com slash serious, and for $35 I will hopefully in short order be able to do an illustration for you of your choice um you know within the guidelines of what i'm comfortable with so uh yeah that's about it thank you everybody and uh i needed to just record something here to uh let the closing music play over uh feedback can be sent to are you serious podcast at gmail.com and we got the Facebook and the Instagram and all that stuff going on that we don't use all that much. Facebook we do, but anyway, that's it. Bye.
still there? I don't think we'll be able to bury her in the room. I don't know. It's something, though. It's definitely something. Does anyone else smell that? It's gasoline. I spilled it on myself on the bus. Why are you writing? I don't know! I feel like maybe I upset a witch or something. I feel like there's a parasite in my brain just eating away at my... My, my me. Can that happen? You're asking me like I'd know. Right. What was the question? Sweetie, I think you might have a fever. Yeah, six fevers. Or maybe our Soren is trapped in an alternate dimension. We're saddled with this guy. Can you tell if I'm just really sweaty in my legs or I peed my pants and forgot? I like him. Hey, speaking of interdimensional travel... What? What just happened? She just trailed off and you went silent for like five seconds. Okay, ground rules. No time travels and no scrooging or it's a wonderful life in our world. And no inner space shrinking where it seems like you're exploring some new universe but you're just in some other part of our dumb world. Space portals only. Or some kind of gate. Some kind of star... Stargate! juice. You, obviously. I, I think I might be dying. But anyway, Willard, you were saying? One second. I'm trying to figure out if you're just trying to lead me to a point so that you can tear down everything I say. I did. I will. First of all, technically Stargate isn't even an alternate dimension. A bunch of aliens kidnapped humans and are using them as their slaves, which I guess could make for a parallel timeline, so I'd let that slide. Even if you got there after the movie, when the oppressive aliens were killed and James Spader's like, you, you go ahead, I'm gonna stick around and screw this slave for a while. You're still stuck in a place with a bunch of people with no laws or government. There'd be a huge planet-wide power vacuum. Exactly! A whole bunch of people with Stone Age technologies who are desperate for infrastructure, and you've got, like, a thousand years of evolution on them. You could be God. Of what? A barren desert planet? Besides, everyone would catch whatever the hell Soren has the second you breathe on them, because they haven't lived through Earth's plagues or epidemics. The show, SG-1, could have just as easily taken place a month after the movie and been about the guy accidentally killing his wife and her whole tribe with a cold. Okay, all right, I didn't get a chance to think that one through. That's why I changed my answer to Pleasantville. Oh, way worse. How? I mean, they're all so happy, and the basketball team makes every shot that they take, and, and they're pancakes for breakfast every day. Hey, I, I don't know a general way to put this, but I'm just going to come right out and say it. You are a woman. How dare you? That is our word. He's right, uh, though I'm not sure he's having the same conversation as us. The thing about Pleasantville is that you're basically plopping yourself right in the middle of 1958 America, before civil rights, before women were allowed to be doctors or speak up to their husbands or, or, or drive trains. Ah, uh, yes, the main conquest of first wave feminism, train conducting. The whole point of Pleasantville is that this simpler time that everyone's trying to get back to is actually really f***ed up unless you're a white, middle-aged, heterosexual man. White? Middle-aged. Man, I got it! The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Dimension X. Boom! Mic drop. Which I would do for effect, but the floor looks sticky here. I don't want to lie on it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Dimension X. That place sucks! I mean, Shredder's been every episode just trying to get the hell out of the there. The asteroid that they're on in Dimension X sucks. But, may I remind you, the same alternate dimension that brought us Krang and General Trag was also chock full of awesome stuff. Two, it's not just the volcano where the Technodrome is stuck, it's a whole galaxy. 
Remember the neutrinos? You get a hot rod around with them in their ships. There's a planet called Bellerophon that's entirely populated by a peaceful species that's never had a single war. Here's a planet called Palmadice that's basically just Hawaii wrapped around a planet. Wrong. It was like Hawaii until Krang had every single palm tree leveled and enslaved the only living turtle there as his henchman. Hmm. I wasn't on the toy packaging. Okay, well, there's still plenty of good ones. I just hop around from planet to planet when shit got hot. Bellerophon gets invaded by Krang because he knew they'd be a pushover species. How new? He obliterates and kills every living thing on it. How do you care about everything so hard? Every single planet in Dimension X is either being invaded, already obliterated, turned into a slave pit, or a toxic waste dump all by Krang. No matter where you go, that awful brain follows you because in Dimension X, I am absolute master. Ugh, embarrassing. You lost your one gift. What about the Simpsons? Does any of them? I could probably do most. No, gotta... no, the Simpsons, the alternate dimension. Treehouse of Horrors, Homer gets sucked into an alternate dimension that's 3D and all awesome and there are erotic cake stores everywhere. It just it's, it seems nice. So, like our world then? Yes! Oh yeah, no, damn. Event Horizon Dimension. At least you get to have an orgy before you die. Have you ever slowed it down and watched that ship video diary frame by frame? There's a lot of good stuff in there. Very innovative. That's just the thing. Almost every parallel universe is essentially hell. Beetlejuice, Pacific Rim, Coraline, Buffy, Super Mario Brothers movie, Alice in Wonderland. That's not even mentioning the ones that actually are portals to hell. Everything in those other dimensions are always trying to get here because they just... it's. Better here, apparently. Wait, you're telling me that there are portals to hell, but no portals to heaven? Oh, he's right. You have to die. You can't just jump through a mirror or a gate or take a pill. Maybe the point of all those alternate dimension movies is that this right here is heaven. At least compared to those alternate dimensions that are so shitty, this, what we're living, is what they want. This is as good as it gets. Your uh, ear is leaking. I need to lie down. There is one. Dimension we haven't dimensioned yet. Hold f***ing on, we gotta take him home. No, no take backs. Bizarro Soren can live with me. See, we've already got a secret handshake. It's Narnia. It's Narnia, you guys. But Narnia's in constant war, best buddy. I know, but good always triumphs over evil there all the time. But the kids are constantly putting their lives in danger, cool guy. Are you kidding? The kids get to become kings and queens and hang out with talking animals and live what feels like an entire lifetime in an hour of Earth time. Narnia isn't exactly heaven, true, but with all of the Christian analogs, it's essentially heaven light, and that's better than any of the we got going on here. Aslan even talks about the portal being like an open door in the sky, and when the kids come through that wardrobe, what's the first thing they see? Snow! That fawn! Something completely wrong and kind of sexist! No! No, you dummies, it's a light post! They're literally following a light into Narnia. It's the closest to heaven as we're gonna get. There, you can lead armies. You can ride a pegasus. You can breathe life into statues. You can sail the seas with Caspian because if a kid can do it, man, it would be magnificent. It would be the best. Dan. And that was it. The moment. And we all agreed with me. Hey, winner, winner, chicken Daniel. You could be the best. <coughs> Ow. No, I don't think 
you'll, you'll, you'll die. Yeah, you'll probably just be paralyzed. What do you think, Soren? I think everything's fine because I'm the guy who got you sick. Or it's payback, maybe. Like, uh, you trapped me in a lamp, humans? Did you rub my lamp? Did you wake me up? Well, guess what? I'm gonna trap all of you forever. King Kong ain't got shit on me. It's like the dark city of children's cartoons. Okay, like that's enough. No more talking.